Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Right, where are the scripts then? It's right in the top, but I always put it in the top. You never put it in the right place. Well, I, I just put it in the top and then you can see it. Oh, you are so bad at filing. It's not in the correct folder. It should be in the episode planning folder. Well, no, because you look at it oh, and then you put you it in there. That's so disorganised with your desktop, Kate Watson Smythe. I think this is very apt because we're going to be talking about having systems in place. I have my own systems that work. Leaving your script wafting around in the ether of the podcast. I have my own systems, let me tell you. (laughs) There we go! They just don't work for you. (laughs) They certainly don't work for me. I got a very tidy little Dropbox folder and I like things put in the correct folders. It's like you wouldn't put your pants in the sock drawer, would you? Well, now you come to mention it. (laughs) (laughs) Enough! On with the show! Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And today we are picking up on two topics that have been in the news and that are all anyone is talking about. And that is, firstly, Lily Allen's gaff. Oh yes, I've had so many messages about her flower-filled maximalist pad over in uh, over in America. It's over in Manhattan, isn't it? Yeah. And the other big news is that the doyenne of decluttering, yes, that's Marie Kondo herself, has given up tidying. <laughs> I love this. Turns out that three children in, she's finally realised it's somewhat impossible to keep on top of it. Plus, whose joy is honestly sparked by a plastic model of Ryder from Paw Patrol? And yes, I did have to look that up. <laughs> But let's just uh, let's just indulge in keeping the dream alive a little longer, shall we? By drooling over Lily Allen's uh, house with her husband David Harbour. Now David Harbour is a Hollywood actor, famous for being in Stranger Things. Do you watch Stranger Things? Kate? No, I'm far too terrified. I know we do. <laughs> My husband, Tom, was like, I can't handle this. We didn't even get through the first series. No, I saw it the way I see a lot of telly, via Gogglebox. And I knew everyone was talking about it. Obviously, have loved Kate Bush since the 70s. Oh, yes. Was really yes. into that. And there's the song and we're into it. And literally, I was like, oh, we're not. Ad and I were like, well, no, we're not watching that. No, no, we're not watching that. No. So I've, I've got no idea. But I, what I did think was... When I realised that David Harbour was from there, and I associate Lily Allen with when she was in London, she was very cool, and she's got in the in the pictures now her hairstyle is very sort of sixties Mary Quant, isn't it? Sharp, yeah, bob. it's amazing. That, that was not the house I would have put them in. Yeah, I guess so. So I suppose for anyone out there who hasn't seen the images, like, what have you been doing? Honestly, my whole Instagram <laughs> has been spammed. So it's um, AD Magazine have done this feature and they've also done a video, which I think the last time I looked has had nearly had 5 million views in a week. <gasps> I mean, talk about going viral. <laughs> 
yes and so they do a sort of like I don't know what is it two or three minute tour of their of their home which is which they have designed with Billy Cotton who is an interior designer over in the US who's actually I did have a snoop about him and his back catalogue of projects aren't really in this style so I'm guessing so it must have come from there. i think and also see this is how much stalking i've done i also <laughs> had a look at david harbour's house that was also on architectural digest a few years ago so this is obviously pre you've gone era. deep haven't you you've yeah, gone deep and digging that was quite kind of like loft style open plan white wood rattan boho lots of green plants um, lots of kind of he sort of collects kind of like film memorabilia real bachelor pad Hollywood actor bachelor pad vibes but not a piece of chintz or a floral printed carpet in sight so I'm thinking that Lily's had quite a lot to do with this interesting and it's just not what I, it goes to show doesn't it you, you you just can't always tell yeah you can't always tell so I think it's really lovely that the two of them to, have come together and designed with the help of their interior designer this extraordinary pad and I think the well the sort of headline image is this kind of like living room which comes off the kitchen which has got this incredible chinoiserie-esque mural all the way around it of this kind of But it is, it's very much the sort of flowers are growing up out of the skirting board, if you like. I mean, it's not, Mm. it's not an all over floral pattern. No. It's very much a sort of... Uh, like like they've surrounded themselves with a wall of flowers, which is really pretty. But their blinds are quite kind of swaggy and looped and knickerbocker blinds. Was not expecting that. It's quite sort of French bougie bougie is what I'm getting a bit of Palace of Versailles vibes coming through. But then like a really sort of like punchy colour palette, which I'm quite enjoying, like this green woodwork on the shutters and the doors and the architraves and everything is quite like pea green it's pea green with with sort of sky blue and flowers um it'll probably come as no surprise given that we seem to unintentionally remain on brand at all times that i like the kitchen which is mostly cream (laughs) well the kitchen was really interesting wasn't it and they say in the video that lily had always got her heart set on a plain english kitchen i mean who wouldn't Uh, yeah well exactly yes you and everyone else lil yeah (laughs) and then they sort of channeled and you'll probably know more about this being a real sort of italian What's the word? Phobe or whatever? No, file. File, that's it. Phobe is anti. Anti. File. File. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That they've kind of like channeled this sort of Italian vibe. So it's kind of creamy cupboards, but high gloss, like high polished gloss painted. Gloss is. Gloss is making a massive comeback. but painted gloss. Okay, so not laminate gloss. It's this painted gloss, which feels so luxurious. And then there's lots of, um, there's, there's some skirts. Yes, and gingham, sort of red and, not. it's not quite red and white, is it? It's almost sort of a rusty brown and cream, but yes, that kind of vibe gingham. it's a palette though, isn't it? And yeah, co- copper, yeah. lots of copper pans. I'm loving yeah. that. I have been completely banned from sink skirts by the mad husband. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> he doesn't put his foot down very often. But when he puts his foot down, it's down. And there there are not to be... No, they're no not. Skirts they're, no, no skirts. Pants. No, I think. Uh, well, I did sort of look at all her skirting in in this kitchen and think, thinking, with the kids because they've got young children, haven't they? Two young girls, uh, Lily's daughters, that they're going to look mucky really quickly. But maybe you don't have to worry about that. Well, that said, though, 
that's where the gloss actually is quite practical because, it, you know, gloss paint is really tough and you can wipe it down. So although it's effectively a sort of white kitchen, cream kitchen, it should be quite cleanable. Not, I'm assuming, that Lily and David have to put the marigolds on themselves. No, but I don't think so. for whoever is tasked with that job, it's probably easier to keep clean than the sticky fingers over the beautiful chinoiserie murals growing up the wall. That's a different thing. But perhaps they've got some, you know, hidden playroom of tat. Do you think they didn't show that on their, uh, <laughs> their magazine feature? There's a real sort of 1950s Hollywood glamour vibe going on through here. But again, just feels... And the bathrooms is... I think the bathroom's bigger than the bedroom. And they've got these kind of two commodes that they've like had upcycled. Lily and David doing their upcycling into uh, basin units, which look really fabulous. And then their bedroom, which is windowless. So it's in the internal part of the building. is kind of like candy floss pink how could you have a windowless bedroom well you open the doors onto the bathroom which then is floodlit so it sort of is a bit like an open plan bedroom bathroom situation but apparently um in the video david explains that he likes no light when he's having his lions he likes complete and utter darkness i mean that would make me feel a little claustrophobic personally so it's sort of a bedroom in a cupboard isn't it really in a cupboard and then painted in this very sickly pink i thought it was quite interesting i mean yeah you wouldn't get that past either of our husbands would you basically a pink cupboard no absolutely not i mean to be to be just explain that bedroom with no windows it is it's it's got a sort of double door opening into the bathroom so you so it's opposite a window it's just that if you like at the end of the bed there's the bathroom before you get to the window so you're not lying absolutely in a cupboard it's not what it's not what those of us who live in terraced houses in London with a windowless bathroom would assume is an actual (laughs) windowless room it's a sort of sleeping alcove within a vast space opposite a huge window with the biggest bathroom you've ever seen in your life. But they have done that thing, which I think is, I've often said to to people when planning a space, you know, the temptation is often take the biggest bedroom for yourself and then you end up trying to cram in a tiny ensuite or cram your clothes into a small storage space. And actually, the sleeping bit can be the smallest. You know, the bigger the bathroom, the more luxurious it feels. Obviously, they've taken to extremes. Well, the bathroom's bigger than the... Ba- yeah, it's bigger than the bedroom, isn't it? But uh, but that's the bit that's going to feel luxurious. Once you're in bed, you don't need all that space around you. So I, I actually entirely agree with the way they've done it, rather than putting the bedroom at the front by the windows and then having a tiny little bathroom in a cupboard. I kind of, I like that reversal. I think that makes sense. I'm still out about carpet in the bathroom, but then again, it's such a big room, it's almost not like a bathroom. Well, they're not, they're not, the, the kids aren't having a bath and sloshing around in there, are they? Let's uh, Well, no, let's that's be true. Honest. And then, of course, because essentially, uh, that's what I'm naming it, it's a sleeping cupboard. I love that idea. Because they have a sleeping cupboard, then she's got her walk-in wardrobe. Well, it's not even a walk-in wardrobe, it's a dressing room that, <laughs> well oh my gosh I was just like and I think even she says in the video this is her ultimate dream to have a dressing room like this so again it's massive it's painted in this sort of beautiful powder blue more pattern carpet that I'm here for more sort of baggy knickerbocker blinds which is interesting isn't it that they're channeling that well the look they've gone for is that look which is quite fashionable at the moment particularly with the bathroom which is they've decorated it to be 
a room with a bath in. You know, if you were to take out the bath and replace it with a sofa, it would work entirely. I mean, it is, yes. I mean, the, 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 the sofa has been replaced by a bath and that's very much the look. And that is quite fashionable at the moment. I mean, most of us haven't got room to do that. Well, they've got a couple of armchairs, a coffee table, a fireplace in there. But you see, I, I, I mean, I am not a bath person. I'm never going to be a bath person. I never understand this. Oh, I really want to lie completely naked in a tub of hot water that's gradually going cold and drink wine and read a book. I just, I don't no, get it. Reading I'd a love book the wine. I'd love to read the book. But why would you not do it on a sofa or in a bed? Why does being <laughs> naked and wet make it better? I, I mean, I just don't get it. Never going to get that. But I would live in her house. Oh, God, I would live in her house, 100%. Although I wouldn't live with her husband, I have to say. I didn't like the way he completely kind of like... I suppose, you know, this is what happens if you marry a Hollywood actor. I just thought through that... If you watch the video, and I'm thinking Lily's really behind this design isn't she he doesn't let her get a word in edgeways and she's just sort of quietly giggling at all his jokes in the background while he does the grand tour and I thought oh I couldn't be putting up with that be interesting to know <laughs> wouldn't it whose decor it is and obviously as you say we have not seen we the uh, we yes and friends of Lily maybe let us know did she design it or did he design it we'd uh, we'd like the in we'd like the intel we would we would we would but uh, yes happily move in or house it anytime Now, it's so unusual that there are two interiors-related stories in the news, um, but there we are. These are the times we live in. And after the fabulousness of Lily Allen's gaffe and the big question about where the toys are, comes the news that Marie Kondo, who has written so many books on decluttering and is the queen of tidying, she's three kids in and she's <laughs> given up tidying. I mean, surely that's worth a conversation. I mean, Marie Kondo is like, I don't know, the queen of tidying up. I mean, she's got millions of followers on Instagram. She's got her own Netflix TV show, best-selling books. I've always found her quite terrifying. I bought the book. I've never, I've never turned the first page. Someone sent me the book and I was like, I, I, do you even know me? I was a bit worried. I, I, thought, I thought maybe it was a hate gift. It's like... <laughs> why you've sent me this but I don't think I want to look at it yes they're trying to tell you something trying to tell you something Kate but I sort of wanted to spiral this out beyond her as well because like this is again this is something I'm seeing on social media a lot loads of people setting themselves up as decluttering and tidying experts and then of course we've got here in the UK the BBC hit hit tv show sort your life out Oh, with Stacey. lovely Stacey. Stacey. I mean, I think Stacey, it... if you're listening, we'd love you yeah, to come on. She's on always pregnant. She's never coming on. What <laughs> day? She's either having children or tidying up. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that's a really lovely, heartfelt show, isn't it? So I think there's something. This has captured people's hearts and souls, and I wonder as well whether this sort of like fixation with home organisation, sorting, decluttering has also sort of come out of this crazy lockdown pandemic era that we've just come For out of. sure. Where people have been, you know, we've talked at great length about how this has launched a real redecoration kind of renaissance of people wanting lots of colour in their homes. But the other thing that's been going on has been all the tidying and the chucking out and the sorting because as, as a sort of way to de-stress. So where... I find the concept stressful. 
I'm definitely... What, of tidying? Yeah, yeah. I, I find it really stressful. I find it really stressful tidying up and throwing stuff away. Do you? Yeah, I mean, oh, already I'm feeling Look, like you can, you've gone a bit kind of, oh, hivey. Yeah, because I know I need to do it. And I know when I do it, I feel better. But I find the process of it deeply uncomfortable. I've got to share with you. So quite often New Year, post-Christmas is a time when I really get the itch to have a chuck out. Well, it's January, isn't it? It's January. Yeah. And I think when you filled the home with excess as well over Christmas, which I obviously love, all the food, all the gifts, all the decorations, you just, you, you kind of like swell your house with stuff, don't you, over Christmas. And then I just have this huge knee-jerk reaction to then purge it all and get it out. So I do... I did a big job on Arthur's room because he's 11. And again, it's like the books he no longer reads, the toys he no longer plays with, the clothes that no longer fit him. I mean, with kids, you have to keep on top of it. Um, And then I tackled the cupboards in the living room, all the board games and the jigsaws that we no longer play with, blah, 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 blah. Can I just say, you're not tackling any of your own stuff here. This is like other people. but wait. Then, my bedroom. Okay, right. So I did the chest of drawers and I threw out some clothes that were like old and tight. But I do that thing of like, oh, this old tatty t-shirt. I have that when I'm decorating or when I'm gardening. So I even can't get a whole, I even can't let go of the tatty stuff because in my mind I'm like, oh, I might have a use for it. And then I bagged up, I think I had five bin bags of clothes, mine and Arthur's combined. And then I've put them all in the wardrobe because I wanted them out of sight, and they're still there. <laughs> they're still there at, because I haven't done the wardrobe. So that was just the drawers. I've got to do the wardrobe. You need that Stacy round or Marie. I need someone to come and do it because I'm and I and every morning I can't even get into my wardrobe. I'm actually going to an event tonight, and I need to wear a dress, and I'm going to have to go into my wardrobe to get it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh god, it's just, I've just put I put the problem in a cupboard. Basically, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I do think that the decluttering thing from the pandemic or when people do it, it, it's that control thing, isn't it? I can't control what's happening in the world. I can't control world events, but I can control this corner of this cupboard and I can I can make it fit to be how I want it to be. And so, I mean, I think it makes complete sense why people find comfort in tidying but also at the same time it's that you tidy house tidy mind That's tidy a, house yeah. tidy mind and and I think also you can see that things slip away from you and pile up you know I I, I love Stacey's show and I watch it and you can see that people have gradually just kind of built things up and built things up and once once the mess is there and you can't find that DVD, you go off and buy another one. She's constantly finding people who've got six copies of Monsters, Inc. or something. There is an element, I'm going to say this, of discipline. Do you know? But I think that you're, you're letting it slide and you're becoming out of control. So, it, so tidying is about getting back into control. I'll never forget when we did that wonderful house tour with Fern Cotton. You can look that up on a previous podcast. And... Obviously, Fern now has carved out a huge career in the well-being space. She's all over it. And she really understood that the the state of her home was really important to her feelings of control and anxiety and everything. And she does a monthly chuck-out. I'll never forget that. I remember thinking, gosh, oh my I God, don't remember that. Yeah, I've blocked that. She said <laughs> at the end of every month, she just has a little scoop up and it'll just be a box of things that need to go. So she doesn't have to do what I do of these yearly 
well, actually, not even every year, if I'm honest. Like, mega chuckouts. I, I think that's absolutely key. It's little and often, as is, you know, it's the rule for so many things. What you eat, how you exercise, everything. Um, the other person who's who's sort of become taking over that space is our old friend Michelle Agunderhin. Oh, yeah. Latterly guest on this podcast. The judge on Alan Carr's Interior Design Masters, um, ex-editor of Elle Decoration. She does a January clear-out, although, I mean, I believe she's still going strong, but there's her system is... That you throw, I think it's one thing one day and two things the next day and three things the day after that. Um, and so it can be, you can you can be, you know, it doesn't have to be three bin bags on the third day. It could be, you know, three odd socks. But I think the idea is that you are building it up. And she's always talking about how therapeutic she finds it. I get to about day four or five and then I'm bored. But Yeah, um, but if by day four you've only thrown ten things away, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> not gonna work no well it's not gonna work for you is it it's not gonna work for me i'll still be there next christmas (laughs) you will i mean it's it's interesting because obviously having being in the throes of a renovation and having moved into a house with no storage we are really having to create all the storage we need and think about you know what goes in Mm. and, and and what we keep and what stays so i've built this wardrobe and I've I've created more it's the same sort of principle as the wardrobe before which is a false wall across the room with the hangers behind it and before we had bought a sort of Ikea low chest of drawers to go at the bottom of the wardrobe and it always meant that I had to bend down and scrabble around in the dark to find the various things and it was really annoying so I didn't put them away I had a lot of stuff on the floor and this time I've redesigned it so the hanging space is shorter and I've got I hate this word, but cubby holes down the side with baskets in. And I've literally got one for gym clothes, one for pyjamas, one for pants and socks. See, I do put my pants in the sock drawer deliberately. Um, and and one for kind of leftover clothes or scarves or something. And and for me, it that feels really easy to keep tidy because there's a system and everything's got a place. So when I'm designing the kitchen, and I did this with the kitchen at the last house, I feel this is normal, but I said it to someone the other day who who didn't think it was, but when planning the kitchen, I'm like, right, in that cupboard, I will put this many pans and this many plates and that many vases, and then that cupboard will take the pills and the medicine, and that one will have the light bulbs. And that way, once everything's got a place, I think it's easy. I suppose that's it. It's having the systems, isn't it? And then managing and keeping on top of them. And I think that's what a lot of these people that are these home organisers that are filling our TV screens and filling up our Instagram feeds are doing. Um, I even went as far as... um, buying a label maker oh that's very stacy but what are you going to do you're going to make six labels and then you're going to run out of tape and you're going to lose well i made about three labels for my glass jars and then uh, yeah just kind of put it uh, put it down you see the problem i've got with that is it's very lovely for instagram to have all your pasta decanted into jars and have it labelled on your lentils and everything else. We did that in the last house because we had a bit of a pantry shelf opposite a sliding door. So, you know, I had a happy morning decanting everything, made some nice content for Instagram. (laughs) Bang. What happened was... Over the course of the next few months, when cooking pasta, I just took the pasta out of the pasta jar because that was nearest to the cooker. And I took the rice directly out of the packet. And actually all the stuff that was in beautiful jars on the shelf, it just was that was sort of display purposes only. I mean, I think it all got a bit old and a bit dusty. Well, for me, I mean, 
But I'd rather have a decent cupboard with a door on it where everything is closed and I don't... I haven't got time to decamp my pasta. Well, look, here's something else which I think is worth talking about is the boom for selling stuff to store your stuff in is like going through the roof for little perspex boxes, little drawer liners, little glass canisters. And I'm not going to lie, Kate, this stuff costs a fortune. I mean, I've got glass storage jars in my kitchen because I've got open plan shelf and I don't want packets on show so I've slowly collected I've got I think they're Brabantia jars they're really nice ones actually quite um quite lightweight and good airtight lids I can't be doing with the lovely old the old kilners are great but they're such a faff with all the yeah I've got lots of those I need something that's simple and easy to use so I've been really pleased with those but I've collected them as I said slowly over the years if you're just going to chuck out all your plastic packets and start putting them in glass jars it's like hundreds and hundreds of pounds I was watching a little video I think they're called the home edit or the style sisters or I can't remember all these people anyway they do they do a lot of um celebrity houses go in and and do them systems and I think it was uh, Rochelle Humes's house and she's got a massive kitchen acres and acres of cupboard spaces and they were just opening all these cupboards which were just like stacked full of glass jars with labels on I mean, there were hundreds of these glass jars. Gosh. And then there were these pull-out drawers with all the snacks kind of like colour-coded. And I almost started feeling like I was in some kind of 1920s supermarket. I mean, there was just like <laughs> acres and acres of this stuff. And I thought, is this really necessary? But I just think it also takes a lot of time. I mean, you know, to come back to Marie Kondo, she says she hasn't got time for the decluttering and the tidying because she's got three kids. If you've got three kids, you haven't got time to decant your lentils. Never mind, make a label for them. So I think the the sort of takeaway from this is, welcome to the real world, Marie. (laughs) We are all glad to have you here. But at the same time, everybody else, get some systems in that you can manage. Don't set your bar too high. It's your house. You'll only fail and then you'll be more depressed because you'll be out of control. You'll have lentils spilling all over the rice jar. It'll be mayhem. Yeah, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Although I do need to get into that cupboard in my bedroom, don't I? You do. (laughs) Now, next week is our 100th episode. I can't quite believe it. We launched in October 2018 and here we are almost 100 episodes later. Still going strong. We've killed Grey, banned White and seen off a pandemic. (laughs) So make sure you tune in next week to find out what's coming up. And on that note, with a hundredth episode looming, I think it's a really lovely opportunity to ask you what would you like to hear us chat about next? Get yourself over to the Facebook group, which is The Great Indoors Podcast, or you can always send us an email at thegreatindoorspod at gmail.com. After all, we're here for you and we'd love to hear from you. And for now, thanks so much to producer Sarah Cudden of Feast Collective. And thank you so much to you for listening. And we'll see you in The Great Indoors. Indoors.